This is the center stage of Moto Podcasts. Welcome to the Moto Limited Show. Live from Brisbane, Australia. It's go time. Here are your hosts, Trent Marr and Nick Still. What is up, guys, and welcome to this special edition of the Moto Limited Show. Yesterday, we seen the news drop that the MX1 rider of Kirk Gibbs has departed the Honda Racing Team and signed with the factory KDM Race Team for 2022. Another key player seat locked in there. Kirk has had extensive time in his career at KDM for the last six years. He won the 2015 MX1 Championship with the team, multiple New Zealand MX Championships, and has also represented Australia at the MX of Nations. So tonight, guys, we will sit down with the number five of Kirk Gibbs, have a chat about 2021, the switch back to the KDM and his plans for 2022. So uh, without further ado, let's get Kirk on. Alrighty, guys, joining me tonight on the phone, he is the number five rider in the MX1 class. It is Kirk Gibbs. Kirk, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not too much, mate. Just on the way home from uh, TLC. Bit of a night grind. So. Dude, dude caught, it, caught it eight on a Friday night. There's no nine to five for Kirk Gibbs. Nah, 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 nah. No, I never make anything really simple, actually. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's no, all good. It is what it is, and uh, yeah, just... Trying to get the business rolling. How's bi- well? First off, how's business been, Kirk? It's uh, you know, school holidays, end of the season up there, still booming. Obviously, if it's our uh, cord eight on a Friday night. Yeah, we we cater for people after work and stuff as well. So we close at seven, but then obviously pack up takes a little bit. So um, yeah, it's it's good. We you know everyone says the first two years is really hard and. Um, yeah, we went through COVID and we're still standing. So, and we're pretty much just over, no, pretty much coming up on two years now. So, wow, that, uh, that's going super quick. Yeah, it should be pretty much styling, hopefully, from here on out, hopefully. Hell yeah, dude. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, look, yesterday we seen the news break. You have signed again with the factory KDM team. You know, I think you spent six years there of your career already. You did a championship in 2015. Dude, it's got to feel good coming back to that. It's got to feel like home, yeah? Uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start, man. Like, it just, it just feels right to me. Um, I feel like when I left, things were, you know, obviously they had the in-house set up and then they left and it just, I don't know, it just didn't really not sit right with me, but it just, it just, just wasn't for me when it went out, out house and, uh, you know, and then I, you know, you know, went through a couple other teams, but just, you know, you tell yourself you're good, you're working hard at it and, you know, you just, I don't know, I just felt like there was always maybe something missing and I don't know, it just feels right. I'm just, feels like I'm back and, you know, first went on to that 450 when I was like 23, 24 years old and um, built built my 450 riding style around that bike. So it just feels, feels right for me. I got back on it and the power just feels, just feels perfect for me, like the way I want it and, um, yeah, it's only stock so far, so can't complain. Yeah, look, that's <clears throat> like I said. I think it was six years. What was it? Uh, uh, 2015 or 2014 onwards. You know, did the championship there in 2015. Uh, New Zealand. You did a did you a couple of championships over there with New Zealand as well. 
Now, at the end of motocross this year, you were pretty vocal on Instagram about, you know, the seas and everything like that finishing. You know, you felt like you've worked a lot more coming into it. Honestly, what's the thoughts from you of the Promex season we just had and, you know, it getting caught off a little bit early? Yeah, obviously very disappointing, you know. Uh, you feel like they're like, yeah, yeah, we have a game plan of getting these rounds out and getting it all happening. And, uh, yeah, like, and like I said on Instagram, I feel like, um, you know, in the first two, three rounds, I, I still didn't even feel myself. I felt like, uh, yeah. you know, the, the black still needed – Still needed a lot of work, really. I think um, suspension-wise, and um, and yeah, it got to like it was September till we really got it pretty much to where I was really, really happy with it, and felt like I could, you know, do even do even better. Like I, you know, I got a couple of race wins, and I was not comfortable. So um, they were off pretty much just. Um, you know, it got to a point where I was just like, ah, you know, I I feel like I'm top three guy and yeah. I was knocking on the door already and I was like, well, you know, I can win these. So I felt like I could win and I wasn't comfortable. And that just, you know, it goes to show that I feel like when I, when I did get it right, I felt like there was much, much more to come and unfortunately it did go shut down. And, yeah, yeah, did, didn't uh, get that time. To, it is and, yep. You know, is... Yeah, is Called, called a championship after three rounds, which I think, you know, it is what it is. Cloudy did amazing. Don't get me wrong. I think he did amazing. He was 23 points down and then come back to still win that championship, which is crazy, you know, like unheard of. But in saying that, I don't think they should have called it a fourth championship after three rounds, man. That's not even halfway, dude. So, yeah, look. Like it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, look, I was uh, I was on the fence about it as well, more so as well, with what you just said before, you know, oh, we've got a COVID plan, we've got a COVID plan, you know, nothing, there was nothing on social media, you know, it was just dead quiet for months and they come out with that announcement, it's funny, like, and then you just see the championships on Instagram, so... Going back to the motorcycle, is that, you know, starting off a little bit on the back foot about it, was that just, you know, not enough pre-season setting up the bike or was that just a little bit off the mark with what you guys had set up or? No, not so much. I just think obviously a brand new bike um, and then a whole new brand that I hadn't ridden on since I was 13 years old. So it was trying to wrap my hand around, you know, the geometry of the bike, so the way it handles, the way it uh you know, everything works, uh, the pressure on the front end, you know, it's, it's, it's just so much different brand to brand these days. And although they are all, all really good bikes, it's still, still adjusting. So, um, you know, when, you know, when I first signed for your he had other suspension deals sorted. Um, and then cause COVID just made it so hard for me to get down to Melbourne and back and, you know, do some testing. And we just didn't really get very far in the first like months, two months. So at the end of the day, I was just like, you know, can I do something here with, with Dan? And um, once he gave us a green light with that, it was like mid-February. So then we went really hard on trying to sort an engine before round one, which was whenever it was, March. or So we went through a couple of engine development like, setups. And by the time we got that, it was probably like a week or two. And he's running his own business. So it doesn't just happen like yeah. bang, like yeah. a normal mechanic. So, um, you know, that sort of happened, 
I think like two weeks before round one, man, we got the engine done. Wow. And then, um, and then pretty much rolled from there. And then we we're trying to sort suspense. Like we had a setting, but it was like, you know, let's, let's get through the first round and then go from there. And then obviously we did and kept trying to develop. And it was still just same thing. He was running a business, not that it's any his fault, but, um, it was just like hard to get him to the track sometimes. Like, yeah. uh, he did, he did get to the track a lot, but it was super hard. He didn't want to, and because we were building a new relationship too, he didn't know exactly what I wanted. And when I was giving him feedback, he would do minute changes because he didn't want to go too, too far. Yep, yep. And by the time we got to, like I said, nearly August, September, we started making those really big changes. I said, dude, let's just start making massive changes and see where it goes. And then that took us to Coolum, uh, Queensland. And bro, we were testing that whole weekend. So we'd come in from a race, he'd pull my suspension out and do new settings in between races so um and then i was just going out and riding it and seeing, seeing if i liked it and then by the by the last race it was like dude money it was like bang yeah i hit the last moto and i was just as soon as i did the first lap man i'm like oh this is the one like this we're on like and because he was at the track and he could watch and um do all that stuff and so now that uh now that he knows what i want he it's it's not easy but it's a hell of a lot the process is a hell of a lot smaller so, yeah and especially uh, with you with kdm as well you know that motorcycle like the back of your hand you've probably got settings as well for that bike and like you said just before dude the first laps on it was comfort so improving right then from the game dude that's uh that's going to be massive for you oh dude like for, don't get me wrong like i got on the bike and i like like i felt like the honda was a good thing but um just the just those little uncertainties you have in the back of your head that uh, you know rattle around. It's like from this point now, uh, when I got on the bike in you know mid December or whatever it was on the Honda to now, did I feel like I'm ninety percent in front of where I was? Yeah, yeah, that's so. a that's a major thing. So, when did you, you know, were you guys told anything during? the whole hiatus of the pro MX was that with the team sort of giving you any, any idea that you guys were going to return to racing or not to rotate uh, returning to racing. Sorry. Uh, they did and they didn't. So it was sort of like, yeah, we're holding off. We're holding off. Um, and they, it was a big thing about trying to get something in like October and then it got sort of to like October and then they're like, Oh yeah, no, we still have dates in November, December. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of like, the last two weekends of November and then two or three weekends into December, but they had to run not only two, they were going to try and squeeze like two or three rounds of motocross in. They were going to try and squeeze in like ALOC, um, ASBK, like just, I don't even know where they were going to try and try and find the time to do it, but <laughs> do it they insane. were just going to yep. jam like six things in like three weekends. But, um, so yeah, but yeah, it all sounded a bit and then, we all got wind that it was probably going to go anyways. Um, but yeah, just being on, uh, FD's program, being slaving us. So we, uh, we pretty much only just finished up this week. <laughs> Dude, that, that's, uh, that's insane. So how long, you know, was it end of November that you sort of caught wind that you wouldn't be returning to the, uh, the Ureves program there and, and sort of went looking for a ride or did KDM sort of come to you through in the year? How did the, uh, how did that come about, you know, returning to the KDM team? Um, so 
Uh, yeah, there's, there's a little bit going on there. Obviously, the whole Dean thing came up. So um, I had heard Dean contacted Yareev, um, and you know he was obviously looking for a ride, and I knew that. Um, but from what I knew, that I was pretty safe from what I had been told. And then uh, there was a fair bit of emphasis on that Coolum round, yep. uh, the Queensland round, to to how I went, and um, not that. It's a state round, not that it was a national, and I'd already run one race as previous. But anyways, how um, how, how yeah, does how does that work? How does how do you you put an emphasis on on one Queensland round as a performance on whether you're going to be re-signed to a team? That's that seems a little odd to me. Uh, there's a lot of things that we could probably talk about, but I yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough, that, mate. That I don't really don't really agree with. Yep. but um, <laughs> I'm, I was still in the position where. Uh, that I got put in. Yep. So, um, yeah, but it, yeah, that thing came around and then by the time I heard that, um, by the time Queensland had happened, the Queensland titles, he was like, yeah, yeah, see how you go, see how you go and then we'll make that decision. Um, and then on that Sunday afternoon, I heard he'd already signed Dean. So, I was like, yeah, right. And then, um, so yeah, there was just like stuff just started happening and then I was like, oh, wow, like didn't know what was going to happen and then potentially there was going to be a three-rider 450 team that you Yep. Um, and then, but then, like, I don't know, it just got to a point where, like, I sent him an email on what I wanted and it was like, oh, yeah, all good. And then I was just waiting for, to hear back from him and I just wasn't hearing back. Um, so that's when I went searching. Yep, and, absolutely. Um, obviously... Like you said, uh, we talked before, Kyle was my mechanic from 2013 to 2015 and then he was team manager, well, half team manager deal in 2016 and now he's the um, motorsport manager for KDM Husky and Gas Gas, which, you know, we're like really, really good friends. So um, I told him that it didn't, you know, if it happened, it happened, it was awesome. Um, don't take anything to do with our friendship in it, on it. So it was all business, and um, he was keen. He was keen to see to get it back together and um, get me back on KDM, and it, it it all it all worked out. So absolutely, dude. The, the big number five on that orange bike, dude. It looks good. <laughs> it just feels like I've, I've already people already say like because uh, I've ridden it a couple of times. That Ford said to me, and a couple of other people said to me, it just. It just—it nearly feels like the years haven't even gone past that I wasn't on it. It's—it's funny, like it's funny you mention that. You know, like I looked at the photo, and I was just like, it, everything about the photo looked normal. It was just like, oh, yep, Kirk on the, on the orange bike. Yep, that's like it's normal, and it's awesome to see that come back. So you've only ridden a couple of tracks. Obviously, did you ride Coolum that day or? Uh, no, <laughs> we were meant to, and then. Uh, <laughs> shit dragged out so we uh we didn't leave cool until 7 p.m that night and we only got and we only got static shots <laughs> so, um, but yeah so uh, yeah i rode uh monday tuesday no yeah, i rode monday and another day this week but um yeah that's pretty much us for the re- actually sorry i'm gonna ride Coolum on sunday and then that's pretty much us for the year so yep um and, and like you said, you know, spending a lot of time on Ford's program, that guy works you to the ground. Uh, everything's going to stay the same for 2022. Your program going to stay the same with uh, with Ford up there, mate? Or Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think you'll see me leave Ford until I retire now. So I, I cherish what he brings and yeah. um, just so grateful that, yeah, he obviously left his job and started this up and he's got a good group of people and there's even some more riders um, coming on board for next year, young, young, fresh blood. And uh, I think they'll bring some good speed to the table and um, it'll, be, it'll be really good. Hell yeah. So you've spoken about, you know, Dan MX Race Prep. Is there... Any any idea who's going to be your race mechanic for next year? Uh, not 100% sure. So um, they are doing a little bit of stuff down there, hiring some different mechanics and stuff. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, all the engine development stuff and that's in-house there, so that's really good. And then um, uh, Dan will be helping me out with suspension. So um, I think he may just come and help out on weekends just – just maybe just overlooking and watching the bike and stuff like that. He's going to have his own setup going as well, the MXRP truck. And um, so he'll be floating around the races as well. So it's perfect for me. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. It's easy to have so many people in your corner at the races. Now, the the Promex schedule for 2022, obviously it came out a while ago. What's the, you know, there's some good good tracks on there. What's your what's your thoughts on the uh, the 22 season? Yeah, it should be really good. Um yeah, really looking forward to it. I think uh, Gum Valley is is one oh, yeah. that's uh, going to be going to be really really cool. We haven't been out there since I think I was first year lights. It was like oh nine. Is that cir- circo circo days? Yeah, yeah. So my first year circo was the last time we were there. Wow. Um, I think I, I think I podium. I think I went third or something. It was when Mossy and Georgie were battling. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's a cool track. It's uh, super technical to ride. Got a tricky base to ride, but um, but yeah, super cool track. So keen to go back up there. And um, yeah, there's a few other tracks. I heard Coolum's making some changes, so that'll be sick. Ooh, um, ooh, b- big changes or? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I hinted a few little things to do there. Um, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be really cool. Hopefully, it uh, turns out as cool as. Uh, I'm hoping it will. If if you got um, if you got free range with that place with a with a dozer, what would what would Kirk Gibbs do? What would be your go to for that cooling uh, track? Yeah, yeah, I don't even know, man. You'd <laughs> probably go out the back. You'd probably go out the back into the stadium track and stuff like just That'd go cool. there. But um, I think they're pretty limited to what they can do. Like I think it's got to be somewhat similar layout. But um, but yeah, I think we made a pretty cool. Or if they go with it, I think they made a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool switch and turning around a few spots, and yeah, should be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 2018 onwards, 2018, 2019, 2020, you are New Zealand Motocross Championship. You, I think you won all three years. Is that right? Uh, I won 18. Yep. And then I lost 19 by uh, two points, three points, or okay. something. So it's still a win. Yep. And well, yeah, come down to the last moto. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I remember it now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I pretty much folded. I uh, I hold shot it and uh, just just got schooled <laughs> in the last moto. Really, was that a mu- then, was uh, that a mud round? Nah, 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 nah. That was Taupo. I just had to. That's right. Yeah, I was going balls to the wall, <laughs> and that's not like me. And I was had a, I actually had a few sketchy moments, and I was like, shit, my pants, and coops blew my doors off, and I. Had no idea <laughs> not gonna happen. But um, yeah, and then I won twenty twenty. So. Yep. 
And then obviously 21 was, uh, you know, COVID affected. Is there any word, is there any word 22, whether they're going to do something over there or? I don't think so. Only because um, normally it's, I fill in like uh, where there's someone they don't really have um, a championship guy, you know what I mean? But um, Harwood won it. Uh, in 2021, and he's on 450k though, so I think that'll be they'll just stick with him. You know, he's obviously the guy over there now. So, yep. um, yeah, I don't think I'll just stay here and do all the sunnies and um, yeah, just stay home, man. Be good. Well, when you when you think about it, like Southern California, uh, Southern California, Jesus, Southern Queensland. <laughs> Dude, we are treated with you know the, the skill level of the guys we've got here, like you. The tracks we've got this series, it's uh you don't really have to go far and look for racing here in, in southeast Queensland. No, you don't, man. And then like you you obviously have like Todd and Dean and uh, you know, there's a bunch of other kids like on two fifty and stuff like that, obviously really good and uh we all um you know, they, those guys have grown up on these tracks and raced these tracks for so long. So it's like I feel like they're nearly even uh, better again here at the Queensland races than they are a hundred percent everywhere else. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? You come to the race here and they're, they're like on any day, they're like hard to beat dude. Like it is super hard to beat. So it's, it's cool. It's really cool. And, um, yeah, it makes it tough, and uh, that's why it's, I feel like it's strange that people put so much emphasis on the on the state rounds. But it's just really cool to uh, yeah see where you're at, I guess. And, yeah, well, um, the, the talent field we have in them pro classes in the in you know the Sunshine State MX Series, Queensland titles, do the King of Capricorn as well. Like the the field of talent in it is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it's sick. It, it, it is really cool. It feels like Queensland, and uh, obviously New South Wales have a fair few good riders, obviously, but. Uh, feels like it's thinned out a little bit in New South Wales, and it's it's happening down in Victoria too. So there's sort of like two big uh, two big setups going on, you know. Like um, you know, there are a couple floating around New New South Wales, but obviously most of them are coming from Queensland or Vic. Yep, yep, yep. Now I'm pretty sure we had this conversation throughout the year. You know, 2017, 2018, MX of Nations. If the offer gets around, Kirk, if, if, if a few months' time the offer's there, are we going? Are, are you sending the big number five to Red Bud? Uh, if, if I feel like I'm worthy, um, you know, I feel like in 2017 I went there and did well and in, at Madley Basin. Um, did you, you wrote sick at Madley, yeah. Yeah, 2018, I, I you know, like I, I put in and I really wanted to go. I feel like I probably wanted to go more than I probably should have gone. Um, I, I still rode okay, I think. Not not super bad, but, um, yeah, I probably wasn't 100% conditioned. I had an injury, obviously, and then only rode for, I think it was like eight weeks before the race. So um, I was a little bit underdone, which sucks. But um, if, I, if I feel like I think I'm going to feel like, um, I'll definitely put my hand up. Yep, absolutely. So they are keen for keen for twenty two. It sounds like there's uh you, you got something to prove on the track there, Kirk. Yeah, definitely. And everyone says that, but um, like I said, I feel like even this year, if if, if stuff went ahead, um, I think I, you know, I definitely feel like once we got the bike dialed in, I think we 
we would have been right there. So um, for me to get back on a Cato and feel at home and be around people that, you know, next to like my really good mates is, uh, is cool. And then obviously having Ford and Dan and, you know, just, just such a great, great vibe and great close knit group. You know, I feel like I've really got that group solidified now where, you know, sometimes it was here and there. So, um, yeah, really, really pumped and, uh, hopefully we can do some damage. Absolutely. And as well as that, that comfort level you were talking about before, that's, uh, that's everything when it comes out as the racetrack with you guys. That's a that's a major thing. Now, is it a is it a, is it a one year deal? Is it is it a a multi year deal? Motocross, Supercross. Is it how, how long? How much longer are we going to see the number uh, five out there for? Uh, that's I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, it's definitely a one year deal. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, they have a right of refusal. So, um, you know, if someone else came to me, they would obviously have first right. Yep. But I'd, I'd like to do hopefully two years and then reevaluate from there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm motocross only, but um, hopefully you'll see me at the supercross track, man. Just, just maybe having an eye, you know, just, yeah. just uh, help, maybe helping out or it'd be something cool. I, uh, nothing on con- not concrete or on paper or anything, but, uh, Talked a little bit about maybe going to the races and helping out, but yep. we'll, so see. Is, we'll see how that all pans out. Is, is that sort of a you know a decision not to race on your part? Is it is Supercross something you weren't really interested in doing for twenty two or? Not really. Um, I I sort of said that um, I would do it, but I because I've been out of it for so long, yeah. like I been what nearly seven uh what was it sorry 16 and i didn't even get to round one so really 15 was my last year and i only did two rounds and then got hurt so has it been has it been that long yeah it's been like seven years so um really but without my last full season was 2014 i ended up fourth in championship i was only like five or six points off second like I was tied going into the last round for second and then got T-boned in the last round at Brisbane Indoor. <laughs> oh, but, um, of course. Yep. Was yeah. that, was that the so, same, um, was that the same year um, Brendan broke his femur? Yeah. Uh, broke his uh, tip. That's, that's uh, right. In that, in that hook before yep. coming back along the crowd there. Yep. 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 So Shit, that yeah. Was a while ago. So, um, yeah, that's right. That was my last full Supercross season. And then I did two two rounds of the, the year after and then obviously hurt myself leading into prior to 16. So, yeah, I've been a long time. And I just said to them that I, if if I was to ride Supercross, I would just want no pressure. Like go in there and just obviously do the best you can, ride. And, um, you know, a team at that caliber, they obviously want someone that can win. So, yeah. For them, potentially, it is better not to have me as a Supercross guy, you know, just because it's more results-based. They need someone to, to put it on the box, which potentially I could have, but I didn't want that pressure to be able to go in there and do that. So. Absolutely. And like you said, having another man on the ground, boots on the ground, uh, you know, uh, your, your way around a Supercross track pretty well. So uh, being there as a mentor or, or sort of managing some riders, that'd be pretty cool, Kirk. I reckon that'd uh, suit you 100%. Yeah, I think not so much the Supercross side of things, but as a racer at heart, I can help. And, yep. uh, 
Potentially, yeah. It's, it could turn into something, but we'll see. And uh, that's something that we need to iron out throughout the year. Yeah. So, be cool. Absolutely. Well, once again, Kirk, congratulations on, you know, return to KDM. That That's going to be a... Uh, a great thing for you. I think it's, you know, we've only got to look on Instagram with the amount of posts and reshares of, of people literally uh, ecstatic with you returning to that bike. You know, like you said, it's uh, it, it feels really, really comfortable so far. We're only in December, so we've still got plenty of months away, Kirk. But uh, yeah, dude, congratulations. It's uh, it's going to be awesome for 2022. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, I hope I can do... Uh do everyone that uh, reposts it proud. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Kirk.